you are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians. I am your host, Jeff Ellis, joined by Caleb Phillips. We're going to talk about the big news today, and that, that's Drew Hutchinson's return to the big... I'm kidding. Of course, we're going to dive into Tristan McKenzie and his performance. We'll talk about the Tiger series in general. It was an interesting series, uh, a lot of ups and downs, uh, I guess, two mostly ups. Yeah, the, the Saturday game was a bit of a disappointment, but let's not focus on the negative. Uh, before we get into it, Caleb, uh, good to have you on. Why don't you just remind everyone at the top of the show where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Caleb Phillips 8. And uh, also you can uh, make sure you follow the Lockdown Indians Twitter at Lockdown Indians. And uh, yeah, make sure you're staying up to date with, you know, my stuff on Twitter and uh, and stuff with Lockdown Indians. Now, today's game, I know people are probably like, he never watches the games. I listened to today's game. Uh, those day games on Sunday, it's the perfect time. Like I was staining my deck. It's not like I was doing anything too exciting. I was sitting there. Uh, painting the whole time but I was listening I had the broadcast on and as it got exciting I would put down the 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 or I should say I was water sealing it uh, not that people would really care about the specifics but I'll be honest with what it was but I'd, I'd put down the can move away and just sit there and only watch McKenzie pitch and specifically you know it, let's see he went seven and two-thirds perfect uh, if you missed it and you're just finding out about that now I don't know how uh, you somehow got all the way to this podcast without knowing that fact but it was unbelievable in specifically the inning before the, that sixth inning there. I mean, he, I think he struck out the side that, that inning, I want to say, I and mean, he was just, yeah, it, it wasn't like he's out there like throwing it hard. He was maintaining his velocity into the low nineties, low mid, uh, but he's, his stuff was moving. It was going through. And you know, we talked about with his last start one walk, or maybe it was zero starts it was one or less in his last start, of course, zero in this, when he's hitting his spot, uh, I don't know how much of the game you got to see, or if you got to see some highlights, but, uh, you know, what was your takeaway? What did you see? It was one of the best pitching performances this year. Uh, I mean, Zach Plesak had a near no hitter as well earlier on, but uh, why don't you talk about uh, McGinsey's performance? Yeah, I mean, it's been a strong, strong month of August for him, and I think that obviously just starts with with much stronger command. He's had one one walk in the entire month of August before and three starts. That's 21 innings of work, so – I mean, I think that's the key to success for him. Um, yeah, I actually listened as well. I was driving back from a wedding uh, this afternoon, so I was able to to listen on the radio as well. And and yeah, like I said, it's just the command for this guy. I mean, we've always we know he's got the stuff to to get the swing and miss, and we saw that with the eleven strikeouts today. It's just been about staying in the zone and getting ahead, and, and that's that's one thing I saw um, you know on Twitter as well. People were were saying that he was able to get ahead in the count, and I think that's important mentally for a kid like that, you know? Um, and I think that's been something that's played him a little bit, you know, not being strong mentally and maybe losing confidence as his, as his struggles continued early on in the season. And, and now we're seeing, you know, him getting ahead of batters, getting confident and, and showing the stuff that made him, you know, a top rate prospect. Yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. Um, Cause I was doing the TV broadcast since I would like walk over and watch. So on the TV broadcast, I don't know if they brought this up on the radio one, but on TV they talked about in that, I think it was in the the uh, the eighth inning there where, 
you know, things were, where the hit was given up, but I think it was either there or it was the previous in the seventh where he, they were talking about what made him uh, feel more confident was people like Salvador Perez and Miguel Cabrera telling him he had good stuff that right. I think Joey Votto as well. It's like all of these mm-hmm. players that he grew up liking. It was interesting that, pardon me, I feel like I'm going to lose my voice there for a second. Uh, you know, that he coaching helped, but it seemed like, you know, as you were talking about there, the, the mental game of it, and to some degree, just getting reinforcement from peers to trust himself. Uh, you know, he was a guy throughout his minor league career. He always had low walk rates. And I don't know if he started to nibble too much. And if that was a lack of confidence and it just took, uh, players telling him, stop, you're good enough that uh, he's been almost a different guy since that, uh, since he's rejoined, I'm making up words here (laughs) since he's joined the team, come back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, I think confidence has been a huge part for him, you know, especially when you're that young and, and it's kind of crazy to think like, why wouldn't you have confidence? You know, he came up last year and was extremely effective even when his velocity was dipping, but you know, baseball is, is, you know, it really is like 50% mental. And I, you know, I'll forget the, the famous uh, quote that Yogi Berra talked about the mental side of baseball, but it, it really is a lot of the time is it's mental on the mound, and you gotta, you gotta be strong mentally and you have to be able to, you have to be able to believe in yourself on the mound and believe in your stuff. Obviously, you know, there's a reason you're in the big leagues and, you know, in that show tonight with Tristan, I think he's really, really starting to believe that here as the season is continuing on. Yeah, he's he's always had good stuff, but it was always just that ability to find those to command it. And that was what was so crazy about the beginning of the year where he's like leading baseball and walks because that was never the area of concern for him. So to see him perform, to see him step up and find some stability is great. My only my only concern with him the rest of the way, honestly, is just what is his inning count at? Like with a guy who you know, he's at 84 and a third innings. That's not counting his triple uh, A uh, outings where he, we know he had a few down there. I mean, he, he threw what 30 innings last year and before, yeah. you know, before that he had, he hadn't thrown a pitch in, in 2019 and he missed the first two months of 2018. So uh, it had been a while for him. So he's gotta be, it's, it's gotta be a limited pitch count. Like I was thinking 120 might be his max this year. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get all the data in front of me. Uh, so he's at 84 plus 21, 21 and a third. Yeah. So yep. he's, you know, he's that's maybe he's got three starts left the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Maybe they push it to four, but uh, I, I stand by what I've said on the show. I'm hoping that as players get, we'll see how long it takes to volume and Bieber to come back. But if McKenzie is still in a place where you believe in him i hope they just do a six-man rotation uh and let those six arms that feel like the the potential starters for this team go uh if you had to pick someone if they're not gonna go that if they're gonna be very traditional which they have been which who's the player you're thinking is it just mckenzie you think by the time he's ready to go or by the time you know everyone's healthy he's gonna be at an innings count do you think it's morgan where would you go with if you were in charge of the team yeah, I really like the idea of, of giving him, you know, the rest of the year off, um, you know, later in the season, you know, and I think that'd really only be missing two, two, maybe three starts. At the end. I mean, we're really approaching the end of the season. We're halfway through the month of August. So it's, it's not many starts left that he'd miss, but I would, I would think it'd be good to rest him. I mean, I, I think I was among the majority 
that believed he wouldn't even pitch last year in 2020. So, you know, and obviously getting, um, you know, less innings than maybe we had hoped in 2021 after he made the rotation off the bat, but still it's something you want to limit um, here moving forward. And especially if he ends on a good note, I think you want to keep his confidence high heading into next year. Yeah. And if you're out there being like, why are you going to limit him? And in spite of, you know, the little bit, it's like, this is only the second time in his career he's broke 100 innings pitched. Right. in a year so he's he had one year where he threw 143 in 2017 that's the only time he ever broke 100 innings pitched so this is this year is now over 100 innings that's the first time or the second time i should say that's happened so that's why you got to be careful you don't want to um over take advantage or, or you know you don't want to do anything to risk him we've just seen what it can be like when everything is clicking you don't want to risk tristan mckenzie at all uh let's talk about the rest of this game uh, like I said, the Indians faced Drew Hutchinson, who hadn't pitched in the big leagues in two years, and they pretty quickly chased him from this this game. Uh, you look at it, top of the lineup was absolutely on fire, but even the bottom, uh, guys like Mercado, Miller, Hedges, I, I mean, Jimenez reached base twice. You know, I normally go through and I'm like, who reached base twice? For a game like this, it's who didn't reach base twice. And it's Bradley Zimmer and Fran Mill Reyes and Zimmer had a double with his one hit and Fran Mill had a walk. Everyone who was a starter reached base, uh, 14 hits, 11 walks, and also or 11 runs. He also had three walks. Uh, it was a fun game to, I know neither of us really watched the <laughs> offense, but if you got to watch yeah. the offense, it was a fun game. It was a fun game to listen to. Uh, is it me or does it feel like now that Fran Mill's back, now that they've added straw, now that, you know, if we have time, we'll talk Zimmer. If not, we'll get to it Tuesday. Now that Zimmer seems to have turned a corner now, he's finally consistently playing for the first time in two, three years. It feels like this team right now is offensively playing. You know, I know the Oakland series was whatever. Oakland's mm-hmm. a really tough team, but it feels like this offense is the best it's looked maybe all year. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. And, you know, I think the offense this, these last couple of weeks is – is stronger than maybe any offense we saw in 2020. Um, Agreed. I know you talked about in the beginning of the season that you you believe this lineup could be stronger than the 2020 team, and and I think at this point you'd have to you have to say that. I mean, the lineup has hurt them at times, but obviously the the main downfall this season has been the, the lack of health. So, you know, obviously when you have Jose Ramirez and Fermo Reyes in the middle of your lineup, you're going to have success, and guys like Straw and Rosario can do some damage at the top of the lineup, and then. You know, those young guys at the bottom of the lineup, they all have the potential to, to be good players. And, and you know, they show that time to time. You know, you want to see it more from guys like Mercado, Miller, Jimenez, and we're seeing it a bit here from Zimmer. So, you know, this is a lineup that is, is, is pretty solid. And for the Indians, that's <laughs> unfortunately over the last couple of years, solid is very has been is is very good for them. So it's it's been very, you know, promising to see that here moving forward. And you'd expect um, some of these guys to continue to develop heading into 2022. Yeah. Uh, Rosario is interesting because he was struggling a bit in July and I don't know, it could be any number of things. Uh, you know, he did at points come through the system. He knows him and as well, bringing him and as back in, uh, you know, someone he knows also that additional pressure. I don't know if that's that, but him in August, uh, 351, 367, 509, 875. Quite the uh, you know the the production for that that mm-hmm. two hole and I or you know maybe it's also just like putting Miles Straw in the leadoff spot maybe 
Straw's ability to get on base and the pressure he puts with his speed is also helping Rosario. There's a lot of reasons it could be, but yeah, it's a fun team to look at. Take a quick break here. We'll have a chance to talk some Ernie Clement, speaking of fun young players up the middle in the game he had. But let's take a quick break real right here and talk about Stat Hero, one of our fantastic sponsors. Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is that really surprising? The game's rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have computer modeling. The people who play that for a living play it seriously. You're going to lose. You don't have a chance. Introducing Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Your name, your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You know, I, I did a little bit of daily fantasy at various points in time. And yeah, that's the big thing is you're, when you are in there, you are facing off against... Uh, genius level players who are coming up with advanced computer modeling. Uh, you're getting people who like did Wall Street work and things like that. People who went on to work for major league baseball teams. When you are going and using Stat Hero, you're not facing them. You are facing Stat Hero themselves. So go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free right now, and you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Okay, so we talked about the excitement of the Sunday game, uh, the 11-0 victory. I still just kind of laugh. It's uh, It was such a comp- maybe the most complete win of the season for the Indians, just up and down both sides of it. Uh, so for the second segment, I'll let you choose. Do you want to talk the Friday win or the Saturday loss? I was able to watch most parts of the Friday win, so I'll take that one first. Okay. So I'll let you lead off then since you, you chose the Friday win, uh, you know, what stood out to you? What do you want to talk about? Uh, you know, I won't even step on your toes. I'll leave it completely, completely open to you. All right. Yeah. I mean, you hit on it before the break. I mean, Ernie Clement, I mean, two home runs, that was something I don't think anybody could have, could have foreseen, obviously not many home runs in his minor league career. Uh, (laughs) I believe it was three coming into something, something ridiculous coming into the, uh, into the series. Yeah. Three career minor league home runs and he hit two on, uh, on Friday night. So that was just, just a crazy kind of anomaly statistically, but yeah, I mean, I, I remember earlier in the season, um, a friend of mine was asking, you know, kind of about, you know, these younger guys on the 40 men and Clement was a guy kind of had pegged as someone who might not be on the roster next year. And, and now I'm not so sure. I mean, obviously small sample size, for for his offensive numbers but I mean the glove is extremely strong and we've seen a little bit of uh, of the offense here at late and I think it's maybe someone like that that can end up being a, a part of this team as the uh, the backup infielder so but yeah obviously a great game for him and it was just I mean like I said yeah something crazy happening there with the, with the two home runs he I mean he, at University of Virginia now they they mess with swings there uh, I've gone into that. I won't dive into it too much now. You can go back and listen to old shows and hear exactly why. But it, he was a starter from day one, three years in college. He had four home runs in three years. Uh, and the ACC is a good conference. It's number two conference in, in college baseball. But again, uh, four in his entire college career and then two on Friday. Uh, the, if you could have, you know, we, we will get into bet online later on the show, but if you could have done a prop bet on an earn, I mean, I know you can, but I, I would have loved to have seen 
what the payout was that Ernie oh Clement goodness. would have had a multi home run game, like thousand yeah. to one. Like, I could have retired if I, you know, if you ever get a time machine, it's not about betting on the Super Bowl. It's about betting on something ridiculous like that. That's that's my yeah. advice to our listeners. If you get the time machine, you want to find that really weird anomaly. This Ernie Clement game. This is the weird anomaly you bet on because uh, it won't uh, it it won't get you as much attention, but it'll pay out uh, better than any Super Bowl victory. Yeah, it's, it's very weird. And what's interesting with Clement, uh, I couldn't help but think about it if, for listeners. If you go back and listen to my interview with uh, Adam Lieberman, who used to be the uh, PR for the Akron Arbor Docks, and he was talking about his sleeper player. It was Ernie Clement. He was talking about just how he's a fun guy and Ernie Clement sitting around talking about hitting bombs. And that's all I could think about was, was this quote from Adam about Ernie Clement talking about how he's hitting bombs and he hadn't hit a home run yet. Uh, so I recommend going to listen to that because it's, it's extra humorous now in retrospect. Uh, you can also go watch the video if that's more your thing. That that was one we did as a, a video podcast. But the thing with Ernie, honestly, at this point in time is they have so many infielders. They have so many infielders, but he's got options left. He moves through the system very quickly. He's a strong defender. He's got good speed. Uh, he, The year he graduated, he had the lowest strikeout percentage in college baseball. Uh, that entire year, he struck out seven times in... 254 at bats, 285 plate appearances. Uh, he didn't actually ever put up his sophomore year. He put up strong numbers junior year, not as much uh, because it was just all uh, batting average and nothing else. And he's never going to be a starter, but the combination of having like option years, they can defend multiple positions. I feel like what, wasn't it just last week on the show, we were talking about his unbelievable defensive play at third. So it's, it's not yeah. just that he can play short. He's got a cannon. Like he's a guy where, if I was the Indians, I'd be like, we want you this off season to work on outfield. Not because I want him to start there or anything, but if he could, I mean, he feels like a guy who could play eight spots for this team. Mm-hmm. He could be an emergency, the ultimate emergency utility player. And you know, having those option years is huge. Cause for instance, next year, uh, if you got to look at who to protect you, Chen Chang versus Ernie Clement. Yes. Chang had the higher prospect pedigree. I mean, I had him as a top five prospect in the Indian system at one point in time. But Chang doesn't have any options. So he's either got to be with the team all year or you lose him. That makes him a lot more likely to be designated for assignment as opposed to Ernie Clement, who, you know, I don't have the number in front of me, but he has that ability. You have more flexibility and you have that defensive ceiling being higher. So, you know, again, quite a game by Clement uh, overall. But Chang had a great one in this one, a multi-hit game as well. But Mm. Clement's just got that advantage. And, uh yeah, I think he is setting himself to be that uh, that role, the super utility type for the Indians. Uh, now, the the other thing that stood out to me was Zach Plesak, mostly because if you're a longtime listener of the show, I've been complaining that like his biggest issue this year is he uh, he doesn't strike out anyone. This was the the turnaround game for him: nine strikeouts in seven and two thirds. That's what he did so well in his in 2020. Uh, in this. So far in 2021, it's been an issue. Uh, I guess my question to you is, do you want to talk Plesak or Karen Chalk next in terms of, uh, I think we have to discuss both of those performances. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just look. I have Plesak's uh, baseball salon page pulled up in front of me, so we can dive into him first. But yeah, I mean, it's a strong start. And I think, you know, striking guys out for him, it would definitely be helpful, but I think it's really more important for him to just work deep into games. You know, if he's not going to be a strikeout guy, He's got to be someone that's that's got to work past the sixth inning. He can't be someone that's you know unreliable in terms of getting 
getting you through innings, you know, like, and really, you know, model himself more, more close to Savali who may give up, you know, three or four runs, but he's, he's getting through the game. He's getting you through seven or eight. So um, yeah, I think it was just really encouraging to see that. And um, you know, the fastball velocity was the highest it's been since early July, um, you know, on average. So that was good to see as well. And he owns the Tigers. It, it's just like the Indians own the Tigers. So that was probably good for him to have, you know, after struggling for the last couple of starts, getting to see, getting to see Detroit, you know, to get him out of his funk. So hopefully he continues to build off that, you know, and, and kind of the theme, I think for this last month and a half, you know, it's just for these guys to build, build strong foundations going into next season. And I think this could be the start for Zach. Yeah. He, you know, this was a season high for him for strikeouts. Uh, the nine, his previous high was seven. I, I pulled it up the, the, you know, the only other game where he was in the seven strikeout game was the uh, the May 13th. Game. No, I'm sorry. This May 13th game was a two strikeout game, but that was the other game I was referencing where he went like seven and something, no hit innings, ended up giving up two runs, but he's, he's got that ability. Uh, it's, it was nice to see him. As you said, he, he's been dominating the Tigers uh, this year with this game, you know, it's, it's just, we're hoping to see him get back to some stage of where he was in 2020. Of course, the other side of players getting back to things that I mentioned earlier is I don't know what to do with Karen Chalk. Uh, now he's so again, I, I feel like I maybe say this too much, but if you listen to the show, I've talked about Karen Chalk is a player who is creature of habit. I think sometimes being very like specific and focused on the game can be great for a reliever if you're just like okay i have to do a b and c it helps me keep my mechanics but he is also the guy like if he can't do by reports i always got if he can't do a b and c he starts to get in his head too much and at this point in time it feels to the degree of like i don't know how much i mean obviously the sticky stuff helped him like he had that huge jump and then he was utterly you know he's on like hall of fame level stuff and now his stuff is still good. It's not like it's necessarily bad, but how much do you think now is just him overthinking? Is it 50-50? Yeah, I, yeah I, I think it's a good part of it too. 50-50 is probably what it's at. I, I think it's just getting worse um, in terms of like the mental side. He might not have been thinking about it at first, but now it, it's just, you know, getting worse and worse, I think, mentally. And, and I talked about it with Mackenzie. I mean, just in general pitching and and baseball, I mean, hitters as well. It's so mental. And sometimes it's it's really easy to just get in your own head and, and stop believing in yourself, you know? And I mean, the the most concerning thing, I think obviously is just the fastball velocity declining here as the season goes along. And we haven't really talked about this too much, but just a lot of these guys really seem like they've been overused. And that's one thing for Brian Shaw, who's, you know, older and, and, you know, on a second go around this team, but guys like Classe and, and Karinczak, you really don't want to be overusing them. And, and I mean, this is Karinczak's second season, this is Classe's first season. So, you know, I hope they're a little more careful with them moving forward. Um, obviously, Classe got a good break finally through today for the first time in almost a week. But yeah, it's, I definitely think fatigue is, is also a factor in all of these struggles for, for Karinczak. Yeah. And it's, it's a lesson you'd think they had learned to a degree. Like, Cody Allen is, I don't even think it's arguable. He's the greatest reliever in Indians history, all-time saves leader. He yeah. was essentially done by age 30 from overuse. Andrew Miller was never the same after his time in Cleveland. Uh, Vinny Pistano was burned out quickly. 
you can go through the list. Uh, Rafi left, Rafi lefty, you know, go back far enough. This team has this history uh, of, of really interesting relievers, but overuse has always been part of the story. And that's always specifically with Tito been part of the story. So I agree with you. I think it's something they have to pay attention to. And I hope, hope, hope that they are paying attention to. We should jump over and again, talk about some fantastic sponsors. So we're going to start with Built Bar. Now, everyone out there knows that I am a fan of Built Bar. Uh, I just did another order. It is my go-to for lunch, breakfast, dinner on the go. And, you know, when I talk about it, the two main points are A, it's delicious, and B, it's nutritious. And the overall product for me is it gets an A in my health food app, and it fills me up and gives me energy. Uh, And it tastes great. I have tried a lot of bars that are not good. This is one that is good. So go over, check out BuiltBar.com today. Remember to use that promo code LOCKED15. It's what I used for my last order to save 15% uh, on yours. And if you're like me and you keep shopping there, you keep building up their built bucks. I got 10 bucks off my last order just from that. And you can use those in concert with the promo code. And if you go there right now, you can get a free little mini cooler to carry your bars in on the go. Uh, I got that as well with my most recent order. So go to builtbar.com. Remember that promo code locked on or not locked on locked 15 and our other fantastic sponsor is another one that has been with us for a while. And that is betonline.ag. They have redesigned their whole website. You can go check it out today. Let's go see what the line for the Indians is for this game against the twins on Monday. Remember you can go and bet on just about anything you can imagine over at bet online. Like I said, if you had uh, gone and bet on Ernie Clement to hit uh, two home runs on a Friday, you might be a millionaire right now. Uh, unsurprisingly, the Indians actually, no, this does surprise me. Change that. Uh, Cal Quantrell is getting a run and a half against Griffin Jacks and the Minnesota twins. I need to look and see what Griffin Jacks is doing, but I have never been more tempted to go to bet online.ag using that promo code uh, locked on to get a 50% bonus and go put money on a game. Uh, This feels over under of 10. I don't know what's going on here. This feels really generous. Uh, Quantrell has been arguably the best pitcher in baseball over the last month facing a team that has struggled. Maybe I've missed out on the twins all of a sudden turning into a powerhouse, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to recommend you. If it's your thing, you might want to go check this line. And uh, I am, I'm just mind boggled. Quantrell getting a run and a half. Uh, so go check it out for yourself over at betonline.ag promo code locked on. Okay. So sorry, still thrown off by that line. Let's talk about mm-hmm. the loss. You know, I, I kind of went on Twitter and normally I'm sure people are waiting for me to be like, Oh, that Brian Shaw, but let's be honest. When you're throwing Sam Henches out there, you can't expect to win. That's, that's not, I, I understand it's a bullpen by committee, and there's other issues going on uh, just in terms of depth and health and everything else. But Henches, I mean, I was talking to someone last night, his baseball savant page, it's like fastball velocities. The only thing he's got going for him. Other than that, it's everything else is, you know, he's, he can spin his curveball. Uh, there is some chase and a little bit of whiff, but he is dark blue in almost every category. Uh, he's not fooling anyone. And he's huge. He's built like a defensive end. He throws hard. I said, like, his only red score is that fastball velocity. So he's always been interesting. But if it's not moving and his spin is low on it, it, it just guys tee off. And 
he's another guy. You know, this will be a theme towards the end of the year, but you look at Henches, you look at Logan Allen, you look at uh, Yu Chen Chang, you look at JC Mejia. These guys are all out of options, which means if they, you know, you can't demote them to AAA anymore without them passing through waivers. I, I, you know, I sat there and this week I'll go through the list of the 10 guys that they have to add to the roster for the rule five. Uh, someone like Henches, you wonder if we're nearing the end of his time with the Indians. I mean, someone else might give him a chance again because of building size, but as of now, uh, am I being too harsh? I guess is the question. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was really surprised to find out. I was, I didn't keep up with minor league baseball like I am this year back in 2019. He was horrendous really in 2019 in Akron. He was two and 13 and, Losses aren't, you know, obviously indicative of how good you are as a pitcher. But, I mean, 5'11 ERA and, and 120 innings pitch, like he was not that good at double A. And all of a sudden, you know, he's here on the big league squad. You know, it's not like he was supposed to be successful. So, yeah, I, I think there's some potential for him as a bullpen arm. But if he's out of options, like there's just really not a lot I think they can do with him. I don't know if he's really worth a roster spot at this point. He's always like, even you go through his entire minor league career, he's always had pretty high hit rates. Like his, he's always been very hittable. And yeah. it's just one of those things. There are so many, like go look at Jeff Hoffman. So I, I'm sure this could be something if you had a drinking game for the show, it'd be me and my Jeff Hoffman hatred and <laughs> Jeff Hoffman's perfectly fine, but he was maybe one of the most overhyped pitchers that I ever experienced in my years of scouting the draft. Cause here he is at ECU. Now ECU is a good program. It's uh, I believe where Gavin Williams latest first round pick was from but they don't face the highest level of competition. And if you've got, you know, quote unquote, great stuff and you're not dominating that level, like, like Williams did this year, that's a red flag to me. And through too often through history, there have been a lot of great performers or, you know, guys like, Oh, he's got a huge fast. It doesn't, you know, Austin Adams was a reliever for the Indians. who was a converted shortstop who could hit 99, uh, but he never really lasted in the big leagues more than a cup of coffee because it was just straight. There was nothing to it. And as we get more data, we learn the importance of movement and you know, Hench's value always just big body throws hard. And, you know, yeah, Shaw stunk it up in this one. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, it's unfortunate because like, you know, Bradley Zimmer had another strong performance. Jose Ramirez played well. They stranded a ton of base runners. Uh, there was lots of issues throughout Trevor Stephan didn't have, you know, he gave up a run as well. There were a lot of things, but at the end of the day, I just have a hard time getting upset. Like, yeah, they should have beat Willie Peralta. They chased him in under five innings. And then of course there's also a level of upset that I believe the game tying run was hit in by Eric Haas, which is another, you know, kind of kick in the pants, but yeah, and Willie Castro had a good game, you know, a pair of former Indians. <laughs> but yeah, it's the the sad thing is I ended up being correct on this series. I was, uh, you know, I after my, I don't remember how I went with the Oakland one, but I ended up correctly predicting how this one was going to play out. I have to look ahead to the Twins, but this was the game that was always going to be the 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 stumble. I I just I don't have much faith in Henches right now, and it's you know how can you ERA up near the gate and. Yeah, and for anyone out there, I've seen a lot of people talk about trading Kisak and this and that this offseason. And like, oh, they've got six potential starters. It's fine, but like, <laughs> they have the same six potential starters now, but due to injuries, 
they don't, you know, Sam Hendricks is starting for them. So six starters is, is yeah. nothing like they don't going down to five is really silly. And uh, with the way some guys are playing in that outfield, I, I feel like the last thing this team needs to do is consider moving pitching. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think they learned their lesson. Um, I talked about this with, with Justin Lotta on, on the, you know, the IBI podcast and, you know, over the years, obviously Indians have dealt pitching and gotten some good assets back. A lot of my major league ready guys, but I always wonder, you know, when was it going to bite them in the butt? Just because you have the talent, you know, you're really delving into that depth. And obviously that was what happened this year. You know, the upper level talent in the minor league system just wasn't there. And yeah, I think the Indians learned their lesson. They might overcorrect for the next two years and, you know, they'll be fine. Obviously, if you have Cody Morris and like Logan T. Allen stuck in AAA next year shoving and they're not able to get up to the majors, you know, it is what it is. And then maybe there, you know, the next year you can you can move some starting uh, starting pitching depth to address other needs. But you know, until that, until you really refill that top minor league, you know, system of talent, you know, when Morris is ready, when T. Allen's ready, you know, that's when um, I think you know they should start to to maybe think about that again. But hopefully not this off season. Yeah, there will always be chances to showcase. Pitchers are never staying healthy. Uh, and if a guy shows something big, then you can always move on. And, you know, we'll see how the extensions work out. Uh, Bieber and Savali, if they can extend them, I'm sure they will approach them about it. But if they can't, like, it's not going to be that long before they consider trading an arm that's closer to the end because that's how they operate. Uh, you know, it was, it was a loss. It, at the end of the day, it's more about uh, enjoying the game and seeing development uh, to me than anything else right now with this team. Uh, as you know, the, the fight for second place between the Tigers and the Indians. <laughs> so that's the end of our show. You know, we went into these games. There was a good amount to talk about. Uh, it, like as I mentioned, the twins are on deck. See what goes on with that series. We'll talk about, I'll talk about tomorrow's game tomorrow uh, when you listen to the show. And I'll do a preview of kind of what's going on with the twin series. Uh, anything else you want to add in, throw on here at the end, Caleb? Yeah, I mean, you know, should be a good week of baseball playing in against Minnesota. Obviously, that not as much meaning as it had last year, but still should be a fun series. And then getting the Angels in town, that should be fun. And then obviously the, the Williamsport Classic on Sunday will get Sunday Night Baseball with the Indians. So I'll actually be at the game on Saturday in Cleveland. So if you guys are uh, heading out to Cleveland, you know, don't be afraid to, to say hello. Very cool. Uh I, you know, live in another state. So you, unless the Indians face the Brewers, I unfortunately do not get to see them play anymore, but I will likely be watching on TV or I should more say on my tablet. Uh, again, I want to thank everyone for listening. Remember download daily. It's a big thing. Just even if you down, it takes 10 seconds to download. Even if you can't listen, really helps the show grow. Hit up the Twitter. Uh, when we get questions on there, they'll get funneled to me and then eventually they can do a mailbag. And that makes my life easier. Reading and review is also huge for the show. And yeah, download daily rate and review, hit up the Twitter. All of that is great. Uh, I've been Jeff Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff MLB draft. Caleb, tell them where they can find you again. Yep. You can find me on Twitter at Caleb Phillips eight. And obviously, yeah, hit up that locked on Indians Twitter at locked on Indians. Uh, and for the next year, go tribe. And after that, go, go guardians.